Noah and Kate, Chapter 26 Noah opened his eyes blearily the next morning, protesting against the distinct sensation of being dragged upwards, against his will, through a hedge. Backwards. He hated these mornings, or evenings, depending on his shift, when waking up felt like being resurrected from the dead. Waking up was supposed to be pleasant and dreamy, with pillows and blankets around and a comfortably grumbling gut, not the full-scale body assault that this was. Everything hurt. Every joint moved stiffly. Some of them even made noises they never used to make. He made noises he never used to make, and not the good kind, either. He sat up and heard an old man groan with the effort, and realized with sadness but not surprise that the old man was him. Okay, maybe not old. On the way to old. Old adjacent. It took him a moment to orient himself, too. That was the other thing he hated about these hard mornings. The room around him was almost inky black, the bed beneath him small and narrow, and as his senses reluctantly roused, he heard the vague sounds of a truck starting up somewhere and echoey voices calling out. The call room, of course. He was in the call room at the station, where he'd collapsed last night. Um, this morning? After a grueling shift. He and his temporary partner had stumbled in around five or six or zero dark stupid, as they usually called it, and he'd barely had time to take off his boots before falling face first into the bottom bunk, already asleep. He rose up now on stiff knees and patted the top bunk for evidence of another sleeping body. Nothing. The guy must have cleared out earlier. Oh, to be nineteen again, he thought wistfully, remembering how young the guy had been. He was a new hire, still a rookie, and looked like he hadn't started shaving yet. At least, to Noah, anyway, who felt every minute of his thirty years, if not more. He switched on the little desk lamp next to the bunk and rubbed at the grit in his eyes. His stomach was roaring at him, and not just in the usual way. This time it was indignant, verging on outraged. He'd skip the shower and grab something to eat, but first, coffee. He grabbed a clean t-shirt out of his go-bag at the end of the bunk and pulled it over his head, inspecting his pits when his arms were up. Not too rank. Nothing the medics out in the break room hadn't smelled, or smelled like, before. He scooped his phone off the floor, not even the least bit curious how it had ended up there, and left the room. The light flooding in through the large glass garage doors blinded him as he emerged, and he stumbled as he walked on sock feet into the break room. Emma was seated at one of the tables, flipping through a magazine and chewing languidly on some sort of breakfast sandwich. His stomach lurched, began roaring again. Good morning, he said, his voice thick and gravelly. He went right for the coffee machine and grabbed the fresh pot, splashing a healthy dose into his favorite mug and bringing it back to the table with him. He sat down heavily and put his feet up on the chair beside Emma. You look like hell, she said. Thanks. Rough night? She put her sandwich down. It had only one little bite out of it, and his stomach ached for it. Aren't they all? He replied. The sandwich had bits of cooked egg wobbling under some melted orange stuff that had to be cheese. When she looked over at him, he tipped his chin at it 
You gonna eat that? She looked down at it and shrugged and slid the plate over to him. Knock yourself out. There's no dignity among an ambulance crew, he thought happily, and certainly no social niceties. He took the sandwich gratefully and tore off a chunk, swallowing it down with a gulp of coffee. What time do you guys clock off? Emma asked. He closed his eyes, feeling decidedly bovine as he chewed the mixture of egg and cheese and English muffin. Five or so. How's the new kid? Good. He's young and fit, really gung-ho. Emma snorted. <laughs> Aren't we all? At first, anyway. Noah grunted some sort of assent and kept chewing. He tore into another bite before he'd even swallowed the first one down and swore he could feel his blood sugar rising, his brain perking up with the influx of glucose. As soon as his brain began to clear, as soon as thoughts other than get vertical, get coffee, get food started filtering in, the first image to pop into his head was Kate. Kate. Kate in his arms, pinned up against his wall, impaled by him as he drove himself into her. Kate. So sensually, wantonly gorgeous, writhing around and moaning. Dear God, he hoped that hadn't been a dream. He fished his phone out of his pocket and checked the screen. A text notification bubble was there waiting for him. And he smiled with relief when he saw the message. Good morning, stud. Lowercase o, underscore uppercase o. He peered at the emoticon on the end and frowned. Quickly, he typed back, Good morning, gorgeous. What's that symbol? Sorry, don't know what all the hip kids are doing. To his delight, her answer came back right away. It means I have one pupil blown. As in, you blew my mind? He let his head fall back and laughed. Emma looked up from her magazine, eyebrows up. What's so funny? Nothing, just a text from someone. She went back to reading. He thumb-typed his reply. I love that you know stuff like this. Paige never gets any of my jokes. He waited for her reply, and when it didn't come, he looked at his message and cursed. Yeah, that's what she wants to hear, Kincaid. You comparing her to your sister. He quickly typed another message. I really enjoyed last night. He erased it. What a dumb thing to say. Of course he'd enjoyed last night. Who wouldn't have? Come on, brain, think. I can't stop thinking about you. Possibly lame. Definitely unoriginal, but absolutely true. Still, his newly filled stomach gurgled nervously after it was sent. Was it too much? Was it too... <sighs> lovey-dovey? Normally, he wouldn't have given it a second thought, but what Paige had told him about friends of hers he'd dated had shocked the hell out of him. Did women really read so much into every tiny gesture or offhand remark? Would Kate? Did it matter if she did? They'd never said they couldn't be affectionate with each other. They were good friends that cared about each other. It wasn't like they couldn't be, well, romantic-ish, right? He waited anxiously for her reply, growing more and more uneasy as the seconds ticked by. Finally, best sex ever award. He laughed again with an odd mixture of relief and something like disappointment. Not at what she'd said, but more like what she hadn't said, maybe. 
This was too complicated for his tired brain to unravel. Who are you texting? Emma demanded, a devilish grin on her face. Must be a woman. You're bright red. Never mind. Come on, hand it over. Emma reached across the table for his phone. No, Emma, don't. Let me see, she insisted, and snatched the phone out of his fumbling hands before he could lift it up out of her reach. She sat back and scanned the phone for a few seconds, until the impish smile morphed into an impish jaw drop. Her eyes grew comically wide. Kate? she said. Kate Malone? You're sexting with Kate Malone? It's not... We're not... I, I mean... He sighed. Just give me back the phone. Come on. She angled away from him as he reached for her. No, no way. This is too good. Her eyes fell on the screen again, and when she spoke, she emphasized every word. You can't stop thinking about her? Emma, I'm serious. Cut it out. Woohoo! This is epic! Emma laughed. She sobered slightly with a new thought. Does Paige know? Yeah. And she hasn't killed you? Look, it's not what you... So is it serious? I mean, are you still going to Panama and everything? And why didn't you tell me, you big jerk? She swatted him with her magazine. I need to know these things. There's nothing to tell, Noah sighed, wiping his hands over his face. Nothing to... Noah, are you on crack? You and Kate getting together after all these years is major news. We're not together, okay? He said testily, fatigue making him more irritable than he should have been. Not the way you think. We're friends. We're just friends. With benefits, I guess you'd say. Emma flopped back in her chair and stared at him. She said nothing, which was actually worse than if she'd spoken, or burst out laughing, which is what she looked like she wanted to do. As if he wasn't uncomfortable enough already. What? he demanded, finishing off the last of the sandwich. He widened his eyes to emphasize the question, his mouth full. You've got to be kidding. About what? Friends with benefits, she said, as if there were quotes around it. What, you think this is a rom-com movie or something? He closed his eyes. Here we go. Emma had lost the gleeful mockery that had brightened up her face. Now she looked stern and judgmental. She did this thing with her eyebrows when she was dealing with belligerent drunks and jackass teenagers, and now she was aiming that eyebrow thing at him. Do I even need to tell you why this is all kinds of stupid? It's not stupid, he protested. It's very adult, if you ask me. Emma snorted with laughter. Adult? <laughs> Holy fuck, this is going to be a train wreck. Now, hold on, he said, wishing he didn't have to have this conversation, but knowing he was sliding into it anyway, helplessly, like he was caught in a mudslide and the foliage he tried to grab hold of on the way down just snapped and bent as he slid by. Now, nothing, Emma cut him off. Jesus, Kincaid, you can't honestly believe this is going to end well for either of you. I don't see why not, he said. Look, it's not that we don't care about each other. It's just that we want very different things in life. So we're enjoying the moment until life takes us in separate directions. Until you take you in separate directions, you mean. Christ, not this again. 
Lord deliver him from this never-ending stream of righteously indignant women. Emma, I don't want to have to explain myself to you, okay? I'm sorry, but it's none of your business. Okay, okay, she said, putting her hands up. Don't say I didn't warn you. She picked up her magazine again and began flipping through the pages. Quickly. Too quickly. Fatigue began to settle over him like a blanket, and the ache in his knees was getting worse, and all he wanted to do was go back to the call room and sleep for about a year. He should just get up and leave, he thought. Maybe hunt down some ibuprofen and get himself home to his own bed in his own apartment, where no one could berate him for his life choices. Not that he could think of his apartment as any kind of crash pad now, as just a place to nuke burritos and shower and crash until his next shift. Now, every time he walked through the door, he'd think of Kate and what they'd done just inside the doorway and how she'd made him lose his mind and his ability to stand. Best sex ever award, for sure. And it really had been the best sex ever. He'd, he'd never ranked his sexual encounters on any kind of scale before, but yesterday... Yesterday had been by far the most incredible thing he'd ever experienced. Maybe it was the rushed nature of it. Maybe it was the fumbling with clothes, the impromptu choice of the wall. Maybe it was the shock of excitement and pleasure at seeing her take him in her mouth, down there on her knees in front of him, smiling up at him as she teased and tortured him with her pretty lips. All he knew was that he'd become that caveman he'd promised her he could be. He swore he could still feel faint remnants of the pleasure that had drawn his insides into a knot and then rocketed out of him on a delirious explosion of sounds and colors and sensation. It was her. He knew it was because of her. He knew that her cries of pleasure had spiraled him higher and higher until he'd known he was going to break. But it wasn't just the sounds of a woman in the throes of orgasm that had sent him over the edge. It was her, Kate. So sensual and gorgeous and pliant in his arms, so dreamy-eyed and beautiful, so utterly his. His. His the way another person could be. His in that wild, breathless moment when desires collided and bodies joined, and in the way that he knew, without putting it into words, that he was hers. He swallowed and cleared his throat. He took in a shaky breath and downed the last of the coffee. Look, <clears throat> Emma, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude, he said, putting his feet down. I just had to go through the third degree with Paige, and I don't want to go through it with you. Hey, no problem, she said, but her voice was clipped. She flipped the pages faster. Ahem, come on. She paused and looked up at him, eyebrows doing their thing. I just want to know one thing, she said. Do you really think you can just go back to being friends afterwards? We haven't stopped being friends, he replied. So, yes, I do. Emma just shook her head. What? Why is this such an outrageous idea? Never mind what happens in the movies. This is real life, which is complicated as fuck. Sometimes people just don't work as a couple, right? Right, Emma nodded. And in that case... You stay friends. Friends you don't have sex with. 
Seriously, of all the women you could have casually hooked up with, why the hell did you go for the one who's been your friend since childhood and who wants anything but a casual hookup? It just sort of happened, he said stupidly. Uh-huh. You just sort of accidentally started sleeping with her. No, of course not. It just <sighs> took us both by surprise, I think. But we've talked about it a lot. And we both agree we can make it work. We've nailed it, so to speak. He was trying to cajole a smile out of her and was rewarded with a reluctant flicker of amusement in her eyes. Okay, well, I guess you would know, stud. The sarcasm on her last word was an inch thick. But I can promise you, it just doesn't work that way. You can have sex with someone you're in love with, or someone you might fall in love with, or even have sex with strangers. But what you can't do, dun-dun-dun, is have sex with a friend. Why the hell not? That's rhetorical, by the way. I don't really want you to answer. Because it will turn you into one or the other, Emma laughed. Either you'll fall in love, or you'll end up strangers. Noah blinked at her. He sat back and considered her words, as ridiculous as they were. There was no way he and Kate would ever become strangers. I think you're wrong, he heard himself saying, though he wasn't entirely sure she was. Emma arched an eyebrow at him. Oh, yeah? Ever wonder what happened to my last partner? We hooked up, too. All casual-like. All very adult. Convinced we could handle it. Fast forward to now. We're not in love. And he relocated across the country. Noah stared at her. Are you serious? God, I'm not, that's terrible. She shrugged, but he saw a flash of pain in her eyes. I learned my lesson. If you start wanting to have sex with a platonic friend, well, then you aren't really all that platonic anymore. Come on, Em. Noah scoffed, trying to be gentle. I'm sorry about your ex, but it doesn't mean friends with benefits thing can never work for anyone. I mean, you're kind of full of shit, hon. Do you want to have sex with me? She asked this pointedly, fixing her eyes on him and daring him to answer. He colored and cleared his throat, suddenly feeling like he was sinking into the floor. Um, uh, no, he stammered, looking away from those piercing eyes. Good, she said. I don't want to have sex with you either, because we really are just friends. No sexual chemistry between us at all, right? He sighed. Grateful to be off the hook. <sighs> right. She went back to her magazine, this time flipping through the pages more slowly. That's all I'm saying. You know damn well there's a huge difference between a friend and a lover. And you and Kate are not just friends. At least not anymore. Well, maybe not right this minute. Emma rolled her eyes. Oh, right. Because of course you can turn it on and off like a switch. Can't stop thinking about her one day, just a friend the next. That'll come in super handy when you fuck off to Panama. Emma, come on. Look, if you guys are into each other, you're into each other. That's cool. But once you cross that line, you can't go back. Like I said, you end up either lovers or strangers. There's no in-between. And since you made it clear you're not looking for love, I hope you're okay with the alternative. No. The voice in his head was loud and insistent. No. 
No, not okay with it. And then another part of his mind, the part that could usually be counted on to rationalize and justify almost any dumbass thing he'd ever wanted to do, piped up. Emma has no idea what she's talking about. Just because it had happened to her didn't mean it was going to happen to him and Kate. Their friendship had survived ten years of her living in the city, with only occasional visits back to Cedar Lake, and it would continue to thrive even after this. They had Paige in common, they had high school and even childhood memories. A couple of hookups that they were both clearly enjoying wouldn't wreck their friendship. No. Just no. He pushed back the chair and stood, feeling every vertebra in his back click in protest. Lifting that last patient this morning had really done a number on him, and even with food and coffee in him, he still felt like a bag of bones. His brain was too tired to keep talking about the state of his non-relationship, and he didn't want to think about the possibility of never speaking to Kate again. I think you're wrong, he said. I know you're wrong. I hope I am, Emma said. I hope you don't miss her and her sexy little texts when you're down there sweating your ass off. Great. Just what he needed. A serving of doom and gloom with a big old order of guilt on the side. What the fuck was she trying to do to him? Did every single woman in Cedar Lake want him to settle down and stay put, or was it only most of them? I gotta crash, he said. I'll be in the call room if you need me. Sleep well, Emma said absently, absorbed in her magazine. He went back to the call room, back into the cool, quiet darkness, and fell onto the bottom bunk, which still held some of his heat. He punched the pillow and settled into it, closing his eyes. In the few seconds of awareness left to him before he sank into sleep, one thought occurred to him. He'd never responded to Kate's last text about the Best Sex Ever Award. He'd have to do that as soon as he woke. But the thought was lost to sleep, and so was he.